Welcome back to another episode of the Buttonista Podcast. Thank God it is Tuesday, but I'm a little disappointed that the hair and makeup department could not get their shit together for this morning recording. We're enjoying it while it lasts, the pre-work taping of the Buttonista Podcast. We got halfway through the hair, no makeup, the classic robe, and I know nobody asked me, but if you are cooking a meal and you're not sure how it's going to turn out, all you need to do to guarantee success of that meal is make garlic bread. I swear to God, I am batting a perfect average when I include a few slices of garlic bread into a meal that I am cooking. 100% success rate. It goes with anything and everything in anybody in your life. Men, women, and children will be happy that you made them garlic bread. It doesn't even matter what the main course is. All right, we're going to giddy the fuck up into a brand new episode, Fashion Focused AF. We've been leading up to this. It's been a lot about me lately, but don't worry. We're going to have a little me. We're going to have a little me in here at the top of the show. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of today's topics, which are, of course, brought to you by Miller Lite in the Albany Times Union, the Taylor Miriam Rayo dream team. I've had a few people ask me recently, do you have any sponsors on your podcast? Or do you just love Miller Lite and you just talk about it? And I'm like, okay, two-part series here. One, I would hope that you would realize we're official enough to have sponsors. Otherwise, I wouldn't be jumping the uh, the ship here and going full-time. Second of all, holy shit, the amount of added value I would be bringing Miller Lite if I was just you know, always talking about it in the way that I am. I take it as a compliment that it's very authentic, that my love for Miller Lite is so ingrained in the fiber of my being and my body mass index that you think it's just natural. And it is natural. Trust me, 96 calories looks freaking cool in your hand. We love big cans around here. We love big cans and we love a big paper. I have a story coming out this Sunday in the Albany Times Union about retro kitchens, and I keep calling it the Albany Times Union. God damn it. These sponsors too. Don't you realize that? I need to just call them the Times Union. So topics today brought to you by my dream team. We've got a little bit of a week cap. Obviously a big week in the Buttonista world. I did a lot of shit. I'm about to be doing a lot more shit coming up. But what I really want to focus on topics two and three. We have the Met Gala recap and kind of segueing that into some of my initial picks for fall fashion trends. So without further ado, let's keep the show moving. First things first, thank you to everybody for the love on last week's episode. Obviously, in case you missed it and you're just catching up, I made the emotional announcement that I will be leaving my full-time job and pursuing Two Buttons Deep slash Buttonista full-time I got choked up because I hadn't really said it out loud before and the people responded. You guys were very supportive and excited for me and I really appreciate that, especially people that I don't even know and don't know anything really about me or you know what my deal has been these past few years. It's really cool that you can share success with me and support me in that journey. So obviously a lot more coming up as a result of the full-time journey, but I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that reached out and listened last week. It was a milestone episode in uh, the series, you know, that we're doing here of this podcast and hopefully the series of my life in my last week of 27. I'm almost, almost escaping 
the 27 Club. So stay tuned what happens to me in the next six days. Perfect little runway into another thank you. Of course, I jumped in the Hudson River last week. If that didn't kill me at 27, I don't know what will. People were all over the map in terms of their sentiments and attitude towards me doing something like that. But it would not have been possible without Chloe, a Buttonista listener and follower who literally shipped me the perfect 80s vintage wetsuit from Texas. Just so happens she was listening to the show as she was packing up for a trip here upstate, had no problem putting that bad boy in her carry-on, delivering it to my mom right at the airport. Couldn't have worked out better. A story for the ages, and I loved the wetsuit. I thought it completed my look. It was warm. It made my swim feel actually pretty good. You know, it was like part life jacket. I feel like it was so insulated. I had a little bounce in the water and an incredible power of community. I mean, I know we just did big tip energy, but that is the power of community is hooking a girl up with a fire fit when she needs it in a pinch. So shout out to Chloe. Hope you've had a wonderful trip up here in the beautiful, beautiful New York State. Two other things that I just want to recap on the weekend. Number one. Saratoga people or just people that like croissants and breakfast sandwiches as much as me. I visited the new bread basket bakery location kind of in between exits. I'm going to call it exit 15 in Saratoga. Um, They are the business for good that is now 100% giving everything to charity to help fight food insecurity in the region. Their original location is in downtown Saratoga, but they just opened up another one kind of in the exit 15 corridor of my favorite places, Target, Home Goods, the commercial side of town. Doesn't mean there ain't small businesses there though. So check out the bread basket, girls. It was so good. I'm going to post some pics later this week. And I also debuted one of my fall trends there that I'm fully, fully going to take responsibility for. I am way behind on this trend right here. I'm I'm way behind and we're just going to leave it at that for now. And can anybody answer me this? Was Pete Davidson at Gaffney's or not? Was he there? The people need to know. I had a hell of a day Saturday celebrating my BFF bride to be who we just wrapped up the Nashville trip obviously a few weeks ago. Bridal shower time, a lovely day, perfect weather. Great opportunity to debut a fun little suit of mine, Rebecca Taylor from Rent the Runway. It was like a mauve pink color. I went a little Megan Fox with it and I wore a bra underneath. My boyfriend literally was like, are you leaving like that? Like, did you forget to put a shirt on? And I'm like, okay, old man. Okay. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you're kidding. That's really cute. I was like, no, I'm leaving without a shirt on. I tried to do it. The girls looked good this weekend. I had a good weekend for the girls in between the black jumpsuit from Friday's event to the bra with a blazer look that I swear to God I've seen other celebrities I mean that was really dumb I've seen other people wear it I've seen celebrities wear it I am not a celebrity I am just somebody that wants to be like the stars hence the heavy Met Gala topic coming in a few um so breadbasket was great Pete Davidson though We went out on the town post-bridal shower, checked out the accents at Carson's Woodside Tavern, 
started at the Ice House, the usual rotation, Nashville Bar. Have you been to the Nashville Bar? First time I went there in Saratoga, I think it's the old Peabody's, they had a riding bull. Raise your hand if you've ever done a riding bull. Show of hands. My hand actually has to go down. I've never done that before. Thought it was going to be a staple of this bar. Turns out it was not. But country vibes, good music, different crowd than the Saratoga norm. Um, I assume that the rest of the Saratoga norm crowd was a mix between the Night Owl where I did go. What a vibe. What a vibe that place is. In Gaffney's where Pete Davidson promised an appearance on September 11th. A, nobody ever knows what these celebrities are doing at Gaffney's. Unless they're a DJ or 50 Cent, I guess maybe he did a little bit. 50 Cent is the only one that showed up. I'm pretty sure Pete wasn't there. We walked by Gaffney's multiple times. I got my little binoculars out, started looking, zoomed in. Little zoom, little zoom zoom on the camera, little 6.5. Couldn't see him. Didn't see anything in the news, though. Obviously, we know Scott Disick bailed a few weeks back because he wanted a him, him. He wanted a helicopter. Scott Disick doesn't know about mom and pop businesses, but rumor has it Gaffney's has some New York City ownership ties, so they tried to get him the helicopter, blah, blah, blah. All I want to know is, was Pete there or not? I like Pete Davidson. He was wearing a dress at the Met Gala. I love his fame. I'm depressed that he's the same age, if not slightly younger than me. The only reason why I had a feeling he wasn't going to come, despite the major fails of celeb appearances at Gaffney's, is unfortunately, you know, his story is very well known that his father died in the 9-11 terrorist attacks as a New York City firefighter. So I found it very hard to believe that he would be spending the 20th anniversary right here in downtown Saratoga getting, you know, a Tito's and lemonade dumped on him multiple picture opportunities. Who knows what he would have gotten into outside in the VIP area of Gaffney's. Probably not where I would want to spend a very somber anniversary, but Pete's a comedian. Maybe he was going to make something out of it, but my feeling is that we will never truly know. All right, that's enough about me. Moving on, you were all a freaking blast last night. I tossed up a poll. Shall we review the Met Gala looks? It was a unanimous 100% decision. The only person that voted no, the 1% to the 99%, sent me a message and said, I have to tell you, I accidentally hit the no button, which Instagram, we need a fix for that. So, of course, we rounded up all the looks. Social media is really where it's at when it comes to red carpet events these days, especially one like the Met Gala where there is no moment for us to watch on TV once the program begins. This is a little bit more like any of us here at the Capital Region going to a gala, really something to experience in person. I did watch the pregame on E! Channel. To my dismay, I forgot it was Monday Night Football, so thank God we have two TVs in two living room situations. So while I prepared my garlic bread, while I prepared my award-winning honey barbecue salmon with rice, green beans, and garlic bread. Garlic bread. Today's episode is all about garlic bread and fashion. So it's a social media moment, right? 
I watched the pregame on E. I love to see the outfits move and flow in real life, but there's not really, I mean, there's a few interviews here and there, the who are you wearing, but it's really about the commentators, you know, sitting up there. This is a New York moment. Um, For those of you who aren't really familiar with the Met Gala, I got to say, I'm with you. I've always paid attention on the outside, but I've never really been fully, fully into it. But it is a fundraiser to support the Met in New York City. $35,000 a ticket. Fun fact. Everybody's blasting. um, Oh, I don't even know her name. You know who I'm talking about. The one who had the dress that said tax the rich. She's always rubbed me the wrong way. She's probably rubbing more people the wrong way after wearing a dress that says tax the rich to an event that she paid $35,000 to go to. But we'll leave that for another day. This year's theme was, in America, a lexicon of fashion. To me, this theme was a little bit easier to understand and grasp than themes of the past. The last Met Gala, maybe? Because I didn't do it in 2020. I don't know if it was 2019 or 2018. But do you remember when the theme was camp? I have to be honest. I love fashion. I try to stay up to date. I like to see the runway looks, the, you know, high-end looks trickle down to the masses. But camp is one that I just couldn't wrap my head around. I truly don't know what it means. I've Googled it. I've looked into it. And funny enough, a friend of mine that I work with, this is bizarre, but also could be so cool. He's going to a wedding in Philly in a few weeks, and the couple has decided to theme the wedding as camp. So I'm assuming this is going to be a completely bougie affair. It was a male friend that was asking me this. So I really had to think about what does that mean? I did a little refresher course. I think we pulled together some options and some ideas that work. But in terms of theming an event, this in America vibe made a little bit more sense. You know, I think American designers was a big theme just working with, obviously, somebody that you can say is right here, born and bred, or I don't really think born and bred's a thing anymore. They live here. Let's just put it that way. They live here. They design here. They are all about the U.S. of A. Um, so I want to start with some of the results of the poll, which I don't have my phone on me because I'm using it to record. However, I have a love and a hate list. And I'm sorry the polls have to be so brief and so matter of fact because I know there's room to dissect and discuss some of these looks, but I love it or hate it. That's what life's all about. Speaking of 50 Cent, love it or hate it, underdogs on top. I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP and I ain't going nowhere. So you could get to know me. Wow, look at me just spitting bars at 7 a.m. All right. The loves and the hates. I hate to say that I love this. I can't explain why. We've touched on it in the past. There's something that I I don't want to like J-Lo anymore. I just want to be over J-Lo. But she's just like the one that keeps coming back. She cannot be defeated. She cannot be taken down in any way, shape, or form. She won me over with the hat last night. I totally felt like she hit the theme. She had the black hat on, the feather vest, just sparkle, a high slit, rock and bod. I had like country western kind of Americana. It was just good. And she's so hot. Obviously, 
She's been in the news like crazy lately. Was she at the VMAs? Was she? What was she wearing at MTV? Did she go? I can't even think now if she was there. Um, we've seen her in a few, obviously, incredible looks lately. But last night, I had to put her at the top of my list. She's absolutely stunning. She cannot be defeated. Her only downfall was the picture of her and Ben Affleck kissing with the masks on. J-Lo, have some couth here. Have some social awareness. I understand this was a masks on while not eating or drinking, but if you're if you're going to want to have a little tongue moment, if you're going to want to have a little PDA on camera, you could just pull the mask down for a kiss with Ben. Now your mask is just very strange. I I don't like the germ. I don't like anything about that kiss. So I'm trying to forget that because the look was so good. But J-Lo will top her at the list. Carly Kloss, she put out one of the stellar looks of the night. I saw a lot of red on the runway or not the runway, not the red carpet. I don't even think they have a red carpet. I saw a lot of red. Let's put it that way. I thought hers was incredible on E! They talked a lot about fun sleeves, which is going to be one of my takeaways. So I'm jumping the gun here, but she had incredible sleeves. They said long sleeves were having a moment last night. She is definitely the epitome of like style and grace. She's very wholesome looking, very symmetrical. God damn it. These symmetrical runway models. I really did love her look and I was happy. Here's Buttonista in the works, right? Here's me. Uh, being a little that so raven, a little forward thinking. I just found out yesterday that I have to go to a wedding the day after my best friend's wedding on Sunday, October 10th in Rhode Island. So even though I will be a shell of a human and absolutely dead to the world after my own best friend's wedding, I'll be a free woman. Monday's Columbus Day. I'm happy to make the trip to Rhode Island. It looks like a beautiful mansion, water scene. Happy to do it. I found a dress yesterday online that is bright red jacquard, puffy sleeves. It's so unique. It's so different. And I never wear red. I am not a red girl. I don't mind it on other people, but sometimes I feel like it's very expected. It's very one-dimensional. You don't really see a lot of different shades of red. It's almost always that kind of tomato color I would liken it to. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's for me, but I loved the style of this dress. I think it would be fun for fall. It's like a nice, heavy, textured print and material. So the fact that the runway was filled with red last night, I felt pretty darn good about my decision to ship that order in time. I just pray that it fits. So Carly Kloss, um, Jennifer Hudson, I don't know who he is, but the guy with the red leather suit. You guys didn't like that, but I liked that. A lot of red. Obviously, to me, this is probably the most in tune to the theme. You know, obviously, red, white, and blue, America, whatever. But tastefully done, especially when you add sleeves and incredible detail and dimension like Carly Kloss did. So she's at the top of my list. Um, My all-time favorite, though, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The poll did not quite agree with me. I thought it was going to be a little bit more skewed into the love category. Sierra. Holy shit. In case you didn't know, Sierra is married to Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, who is very cute. He looks like a nice teddy bear. Like, I just want to give Russell Wilson a hug. I'm sure Sierra would be okay with that. America. Football theme. 
She had on a lime green sequin gown donned with the number three, slightly open back if I can remember, a crystal football handbag on the side. It was a gorgeous gown. The silhouette was timeless, classic, kind of a high, almost like a boat neck. Again, long sleeves, recurring theme here. And I fell in love with it. I would wear it. I thought it was dead on with the American theme. And she just looked absolutely beautiful. Long, kind of wavy hair, beautiful makeup. By far my favorite look. I thought it was so different. What a unique color and idea. I wish they talked a little bit more sometimes about the inspiration. I think a lot of the Met is up for us to determine whether or not we think it's on brand or not with what they're asking people to do. But I, it's, this event is just so crazy because you have these like out of control, truly 3D moving, walking, basically talking looks. And then you have someone like Sierra or Carly Kloss who is going to wear a true kind of um, red carpet gown, but tailor it in a way that it fits what they're asking you to do, what they're asking you to think about when you're working with their designers. So I do love the out of the box and the crazy as long as it really is a winner and it really hits. But at the same time, if you can look classic and chic and still convey what you need to convey, I'm with that. And that's why Sierra is going to be my number one Met Gala look. Very close behind though, and I think this would be the fan favorite from what I could tell on Instagram. Kendall Jenner nailed it. Pure royalty. The neck piece, the jewelry that she had on, it was sexy silver. It was kind of a slip dress, so it looked like you could see her undergarments underneath, which we saw a lot of on Sunday night's MTV Awards with Megan Fox and a couple others. But Kendall Jenner looked absolutely royal, perfect, just so classy, so stunning. This doesn't surprise me at all. She knows the look. I loved her hair slicked back. And I just think anybody of any taste, fashion sense, whatever, could look at her and say, unbelievable. Now, was it America? I don't know what designer she was wearing. I didn't really catch that. They don't really say that in a lot of the Instagram posts that I was reposting. But I don't know if she would win the the ticket for, you know, a lexicon of American fashion. But totally classic, beautiful, stunning. She could probably have worn this to any event or on any runway or high class situation and it would work. But she stood out to me last night for sure. The pictures were absolutely stunning. So Kendall Jenner's probably, I would say, the people's favorite. And then I'm going to go with four. Um, uh, What do you call it? What do you call it? Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Billie Eilish, she was a co-chair of the event, or actually she might have been like the actual chair of the event this year. I thought her dress was stunning. The hair just didn't do it for me. But I did love that kind of peachy color that she was wearing. Big, huge gown. Last year, whenever the last one was, two years ago, she was super casual and Gucci. And I felt like that was kind of a miss. She was a little bit more of her previous self with the green hair and the tongue out and the kind of gaudy so I think this year was a huge step up she took it seriously I would say very timeless America kind of almost vintage looking um so I did like Billie Eilish and I know you guys did too Zoe Kravitz hot AF she's dating Channing Tatum another see-through undergarment chainmail I feel like this girl like sleeps in chainmail Zoe Kravitz is always in something metal mixed materials she's got the fiercest look 
I mean, you could lay her sideways and she could be the security to help you not escape like a high security prison in that outfit. However, she nailed it. Megan Thee Stallion, I, classy is just the word. She looked so beautiful. It was her first Met Gala. I love Megan Thee Stallion. Very, very pale pink, strapless, shorter dress. You could see her legs. Beautiful kind of like, uh, I don't know what you call those curls, but like the very like tiered curls. It's, I don't know, it's almost like a fancy crimp. Megan Thee Stallion was very good. People did not like Daniel Levy from whatever that show is, Schitt's Creek. I thought it was cool. He was the only guy that I saw really take it far. It was more of a worldly theme, chunky boots, bright colors, a a whole like kind of like same sex message on the front. I liked it. I don't think we understand it. So it's hard to say that you like it at surface level, but I would put him in the love category for me. And now the more fun part, the hate category of the Met Gala. There were some misses, but none more obvious than Kim Kardashian West. Honey, why have you been out twice in one week with a full face covering? Is she not understanding the mask requirements? I mean, she's wearing Balenciaga for F's sake. She was wearing a full leather getup the other day. She looked like the horses that are on their way home from the racetrack right now, fully face covered. And then last night, it was like a jersey stretch material. Her face was fully covered. Every part of her body was covered in black. It had a nice train. She had boots on. It was like a short little jersey dress, but fully covered from head to toe. A mystery date that was dressed the exact same with slippers, though. So like just same but with slippers. Let's just think about that for a second. Kim, honey, I understand that Kim thinks that she is art and that she is with it. Can you even see? Have you ever put on a mascot costume before? Because when I worked at the Valley Cats in Troy, New York, at the Hudson Valley Community College campus, I couldn't even see when I was dressed as a hot dog, okay? I couldn't even see when I was dressed as a barbecue pig. I couldn't even see when I was dressed as, I don't even know, relish. I think I dressed up as a hot dog with relish once too. This is not easy. Mascots have it hard, Kim. Mascots work incredibly hard to be able to see and perform in a full costume like that. Here's my question with Kim's outfit, despite how totally off it was. I don't know what is American about that. Some people said she was mocking the Afghanistan women that obviously have to be fully covered and are going through a hell of a lot of shit right now, more than you and your little divorce to Mr. Donda, 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 Donda. Um, did she have makeup on? I am dying to know if Kim Kardashian had a full face of makeup on underneath that outfit. Did she take it off? Did she eat or drink during the event? I have so many questions about the um, logical, practical elements of this outfit, despite the fact that it truly made me LOL last night. It was a great break in the action. I couldn't even put up a poll because I don't know who would love it. Even though for a second when I saw it pulled out with the train, I was like, is this art? Is Like she had me guessing. She had me thinking like, do I actually like this? I think the obvious answer is no, but 
She held me for a few seconds to remain intrigued about the whole thing. So I guess I'll give her that. Casey Musgraves and Megan Fox, I'm going to loop in the same category as misses. Casey missed big at the MTV Awards. I don't even know how to describe it. She looked like a character from like Nick Jr. when you were a kid. And then last night, like you could have seen her out to dinner like downtown and she would have looked fine. It was not Met Gal at all. I don't even know where her inspiration was. It was a high slit skirt, a turtleneck. Okay, like turtlenecks and long sleeves. High boots, long hair down, just totally boring. Especially after going a little bit crazier at the MTV Awards. Maybe if she flip-flopped it, she would have felt a little more met. But total snooze fest, did not enjoy. And then Megan Fox, she had like a Hitler mustache, but on her bangs. Clearly, they were clip-on. They were a different color. She didn't have them last night, the previous night at the MTV Awards. Sunday night, she was dripping. She was had that whole wet look. Her and Machine Gun Kelly are obviously making a splash everywhere they go. They are not letting up on this couple's idea with Courtney uh, Kardashian and Travis Barker. They are just really leaning into this whole thing. So for Megan Fox to show up Monday, she did the red too. She did long sleeves. I Her hair and makeup was where it lost it for me. The hair was just not it. She's a lose. Gigi Hadid. What was that? Someone said Jessica Rabbit. She had red hair. She looked like a tube. She looked like she just had on a like a like a tube of something. Like you unwrap part of your groceries and you just throw out the plastic wrapper and she was in between and you're like, Gigi, Gigi, what are you doing? I did not like that at all. Sean Mendez and Camilla Cabello, she was in purple. She she looked like she looked like she was like rolling her eyes all night. She has a huge forehead, which there's no you know, we can't blame anybody for that besides genetics. He was shirtless, two belts on, Tarzan vibe, didn't coordinate with her. They were on my worst couples list for people that showed up together, closely followed by Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber. I know everybody was really excited for Haley Bieber. She is a style icon. I always like kind of put her in the more casual category because she's obviously nailed the Princess Diana oversized sweatshirt bike shorts kind of look I did not like what she was wearing at all it was very plain basic strapless black dress sunglasses on okay you can wear sunglasses inside is that America is that whatever so those are my two losing couples and I will just mention one more the other co-chair Naomi Osaka I'm only going to bring her up because I did mention her documentary a few weeks ago where I was learning a little bit more about her story Very interesting that she was bold enough and wanted to be out in the public enough to co-chair this event after watching the documentary where she's very introverted, very sort of insecure and just kind of like robotic-like. Who the fuck dressed her? You need to apologize. I mean, she can walk away from Wimbledon, but you cannot walk away from that look. She looked like she belonged on a spinoff of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I did not understand how any part of her outfit correlated to the theme. Her makeup was intense for someone that I perceive to be a little bit shy and reserved. This was not the debut look. I mean, her hair literally looked like, what are the, um, what, I think they're in uh, The Wizard of Oz, you know, like the little, uh, midgets for lack of a better word and I can say that because I'm pretty much legal in that department 
what was going on there? I mean, we overlooked it because there was so much other star power there. But that look, I I want to take another look, but I also don't because I was not into it at all. And I certainly, certainly didn't understand it. Frank Ocean with the baby doll. I mean, there was a lot going on there. There always is. Way too many celebs to focus on. But what fun we had. I loved the messages that I got. People responding in real time. Then I went to bed. Uh, maybe a couple late entries will come through today. I saw Natalia Bryan. A couple, couple other really interesting ones. Um, but I loved the Met Gala with you guys. I loved a moment where I feel like pop culture and fashion. It's very easy to talk about this event. Because it's so over the top. It's so one night only. Obviously it's usually the first Monday in May, but we had to reschedule this time around. And it goes without saying that my new official buttonista goal is to make it to the Met Gala someday. And if all I need is $35,000, I mean, where's two buttons deep? Can we write the check right now? Then I just need a designer to partner with. That could be a little bit more tricky. I don't think Balenciaga is knocking on my doors yet. But to wrap up the show, very fashion-focused episode here. I want to do three takeaways from the Met Gala and then three to four trends I am predicting for fall. It's been a question that's been recurring on my feed lately. People want to know what I'm thinking, and I'm finally feeling the cool fall breeze, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to predict what's going to be in for fall. So Met Gala takeaways that I think we can all put into our daily lives here in a very less cool environment. We already talked about it, but long sleeves had a moment. I had actually, again, just saying, I was in on red before I saw the carpet, and I was in on long sleeves before I heard this. I said in one of my posts from this weekend that long sleeves is my comfort zone. A lot of us gals out there are self-conscious about our arms. Now, when I'm pumping iron at Metabolic and I'm getting my workouts in, I'm happy to show off my arms. But right now, certainly not. So long sleeves is a great way to be different and be fun and also be covered and still be sexy. Anytime I worked with a bride at the bridal shop that was kind of in the in the mix of like they want to be sexy, but they also want to be modest. Maybe they were concerned about family members. You know, they don't want everything hanging out. I would always say that long sleeves is a great compromise because even if you have a plunging neckline, a little cleavage, it doesn't feel so over the top and so exposed when you wear long sleeves. I think people are always concerned about being hot at events, which I get it. Maybe you're a little sweatier than me or the normal girl. Um, A, there's this thing called deodorant, which would be absolutely fabulous. You can reapply it. Um, it's often in the bathroom at big events, and it's often in every aisle at Target. So just think about that. Second of all, who cares if you're hot at an event? Of course you're going to be hot in an event. I always said to girls, too, with the weddings, you're going to be hot in anything. You're nervous. You're sweating. You're dancing. You're greeting people, meeting people. I mean, I, I just don't really think that long sleeves is going to be the make or break for you. So I love that long sleeves had a moment last night. Speaking of being self-conscious about your arms, a quick side note, one thing I did not enjoy about the coverage that I saw last night on TV was there were multiple celebrities that said, I haven't eaten in a week. Something to that effect. Oh, you know, yes, I look great, but like I haven't eaten in a week. I think they said it about Megan Fox. There were a couple others that had made jokes about their um, weight and their buildup to the event. 
You guys are supposed to be better than this. We know you don't eat. We know you haven't eaten in a week. But don't tell us. Don't tell us that because we don't want to do that. We don't want to not eat for a week before an event. A couple celebrities on the runway also said, I can't wait to eat. I'm sure that's a nod to the food. There was a, a big article about the different chefs that were preparing food for the event. So maybe they were just excited to eat something good or maybe they were excited because they haven't eaten in a week. Let's just hear from yours truly, Thicky Minaj, for a second. I did not appreciate these comments. I don't want to know that you're not eating because I don't want to believe that that's the only way to get fit and get skinny. I mean, come on, we all know that that's not really it, but I felt like those were kind of not the most tasteful comments to make. I mean, these girls can't even taste anything, so don't be distasteful when you're starving yourself. I did not like that. I caught it. I don't know if anybody else did, but it did kind of rub me a little bit of the wrong way. Um, so that's my second comment takeaway. Let's not be like that here. Um, girls, we don't need that. And last but not least, another one that I say a lot, just saying, updos and fun hair. We've talked about this at length. Haha, <laughs> get it? Long hair, straight hair. My hair's straight and short right now, but I haven't done it yet. It's just out. It's boring. There were a couple celebs that just did like just middle part, like literally what I have right now, but longer and more professional and way better than me. I just feel like it's eh. Treat your hair like an accessory. Treat your hair like something that can elevate your look. Updos, another thing that people shy away from. I think people use their hair as a literal security blanket. If I had more hair, I would understand that. You saw me laying on the dock with my extension out after I jumped in the Hudson River. And that's just for volume. I don't even do extensions for length. But when you're going to an event, when you're dressing up, treat your hair like part of your look. I think it's so important. I think it's worth spending the money to go to a salon and getting a blowout or a quick little something something done that you can't do in-house. I think you can accessorize your hair with any sort of headband, clips, little rhinestones, and I was glad that they made a point to talk about that on the runway last night. I keep saying runway. It's not the runway. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. At the Met Gala. So think about your hair. Put a little bit more time into your hair as it coordinates with your look. If you are heading into a fall event season of galas, weddings, etc. All right. I always say all right. And then I say, okay, okay, okay. I say that a lot and I'm sorry, but I think any of us that talk into a microphone blindly for 45 minutes each week have some words that we like to repeat. And I always take a break and say, all right. And I say that in real life too. So it's really just me being me over here. Let's talk fall before we close out the show here. The first trend that I want to talk about, and I will admit, I hinted at it. I am way fucking behind on this one. Don't ask me what took me so long. I don't really care if you would consider it out. Within the past week, I went on a tear and purchased three pairs of platform sneakers. I don't know if it's me shifting gears into a full-time role creating content where I have a feeling the majority of my days besides going out on shoots are going to be a little bit more casual. I don't know if it's that it's just been hammered into me from the influencers and everybody else out there, but I'm calling fall 
I'm calling it that we're going to still be doing platform sneakers. Trends where you kind of invest, they're not just going to go away. You're not just going to buy a pair of platform sneakers and wear them for one season and never again, which is why I felt fine buying them. I kind of took my three pairs and maybe I'll do an Instagram poster. Ooh, maybe I'll create a reel. That's a big promise. And Jack's totally going to ask me where the reel is now. I did my platform sneakers three different ways this fall. So one was more of the classic pair. I bought Asics. I'm staring at them right now. Very classic. I went ivory instead of white. A nice little platform. I bought the high like crew socks to match all of these just on Amazon quickly. The Asics you'll see with the dress that I wore for the breadbasket video. But for me, the platform is really all about looking taller while I'm being casual. So the Asics were kind of the like professional pick. I think I can dress up, dress down, name brand. I didn't go with the Adidas three stripe. I didn't go with um, one of the more expensive pairs that you see, you know, at some boutiques or on Revolve. I went for a middle of the road, very talk about American fashion. I don't even know where Asics comes from, but they're most known for their running shoes. But I saw a pair. I liked it. Middle of the road price wise. Felt good investing. And I like them. So that's kind of like the sporty casual. Second pair I did on Amazon. This is a little bit more of like, I guess what I would call like the neon 80s workout ones that are a little bit more slanted. I just wanted a cheap pair that I could. Oh, shit. I was just had my microphone so turned. I hope you guys can hear me. Um, These ones I can just fuck around in. Right. I wore these with the outfit, uh, my score and sweatshirt over the weekend to a baseball game. Don't care if they get wrecked. These are plain old white, but they're kind of more of like the pointy tilted look. Again, I wasn't concerned about having a name brand. I know I'm not going to wear these, you know, for the rest of my life. I just wanted something quick and trendy that will go with some casual outfits and that honestly that I feel like I can have a little bit of fun with, you know, just try some different things and not feel like I just overinvested and, you know, thought a little bit too much into this, especially because, like I said, I fully recognize that I am pretty deep into this trend. Platform sneakers have been around for a while. And I've had some. I had like slip-on black Calvin Kleins. I've had some. I had a pair from Zara. But these are the most sporty looking ones I think that I'm getting myself into. The last pair that I got, it was a Woodbury Commons Impulse Buy at the Converse store. I've seen a lot of girls younger than me, Urban Outfitters types, wearing the high-top Converse platform sneakers. Converse, I will say, Uh, I don't know if I want to say this because I don't want everybody to run out and do it. I kind of feel like they do always have a place in your closet. I do. They're classic. Uh, There was some celebrity last night who was wearing them on the... I think Timothy Chalamet was wearing Converse last night. They are. They're classic. I've had high top Converse in my closet since probably sixth grade when I had hot pink pair. And I wore them with skirts over my jeans. And look at me now. They've taken me through the ups and the downs. These ones that I got, very futuristic. They have a zipper in the front instead of ties. They have ties at the ankle. It's kind of like an ombre, not tie-dye, but like fun print. Like we have dark grays and a little green and mustard yellow and white. I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to wear them with. Literally no idea, but I liked them. I think I can make them work. So more to come from the buttonista on a... 
casual fall. Taisha, who I interviewed a few months ago, is talking about elevated casual on her page. So go ahead and file her or follow her. Ty wardrobe stylist, I think is her handle. She also did a really good video the other day on how to look polished. So people that maybe are heading back to work for the first time want to look casual and cute. She just gave you some quick tricks, you know, tucking in your shirt, accessorizing like cigarette pants, like flats with a little bit of detail on them, mules. Like I really liked her video. So follow her for more curated fashion advice for fall. Um, Three other quick trends. Thank you, Circles, for confirming. Shackets are back. Shall we shack it now or shall we shack it later? We're going to shag now, baby. I am thrilled that shackets are back. We heard about them last fall, but it was a short run. We had a short run with shackets. A shacket, I assume, is a mix between a sweater and a jacket. It's got a collar, buttons, Perfect with a turtleneck underneath. It's a good layering piece for fall. It's a good early fall coat before you're busting out the big guys. I wasn't sure if they were still going to be in because they made a huge splash last year. Everybody had one, the kind of the traditional checkered plaid prints, some solids, a lot of prints. I rented some on Rent the Runway just to test it out, see how I liked it. I like that they're a little bit longer, so they kind of do work as like a jacket and a sweater. Obviously, it's longer. It covers um, some maybe problem areas. You can layer with a thicker sweater or something not so thick underneath. And Circles did a top five trends for fall, and they said jackets were there. So I had already been out to Marshalls and some other stores where I saw them in full force. And as a fashionista who does go shopping all the time, I had to think for a second, are these just leftover from last year? Should we not be wearing them? I did see a couple stragglers on Rent the Runway, so I was genuinely curious about whether we were going to continue with jackets, but if Circle's Shop says that they're in, I'm going to go ahead and say that they're in, and now I feel more confident in investing in one maybe that I keep permanently for the fall. Faux leather, another one from Circle's. Another one that I say every year, if you don't own a good pair of faux leather pants, wake up and smell the faux leather, okay? These are a go-to with a long sweater, a crop top, a trench coat, heels, boots. It is a classic piece. You can get away with wearing them, honestly, once a week. People won't even know that you're repeating pants if you're mixing it up. They posted a cute little BB Dakota fall uh, faux leather crop top. I have one from Commando that I wore in Nashville as a set. Faux leather is versatile. It's classy and rich looking. Not to mention it's actually warm. So when you're out there in the fall, maybe you're not ready to go fully covered on top, but you want a fun bottom that's going to keep your legs warm, skip the ripped jeans, go for a pair of faux leather, They don't have to be skinny all the time. I like a little flare in mine. I have a pair that I got on sale at Zara from Crossgates that are like a leather jogger with kind of the gathered, um, what do you call that? Like the, oh shit, what do you call that waistband? Um, It's not always the most flattering. I don't, something about bread is coming to mind, but that's not what it is. You know, like kind of like the gathered, like frumpy, like high-waisted. So I have a pair of leather joggers. I have leather bell bottoms. I have leather tight pants. All different kinds of colors. You can go blacks, you can go browns, you can go grays and greens. So another one that I think is going to be here for falls and years to come is faux leather. Um, Last but 
I've said, also I've said last but not least. I've said that too many times. Because we're making lists here. We're running things down. And I need, I need another phrase for that. I need a synonym. Someone please send me a synonym for last but not least. That's such a stupid thing to say. Fun blouses and collars. The red dress that I referenced earlier that I bought for the wedding is a designer called Sister Jane. Their tops are phenomenal. They have a whole line out right now that is grandma inspired, which shout out to my dear Jack, who just gave me a haul of vintage clothes from his grandmother, Lorraine, who recently passed away. Bless up, Lorraine. Can't wait to rock her fashions. He gave me some incredible pieces from a woman that dressed to the nines until she was 92. Sister Jane is the new version of Lorraine's Closet. So much fun. I have people ask me all the time, where should they look for things online? And as much as I am an online shopper, I don't go beyond the norm. I do so much in Nordstrom, but Sister Jane is a really cool website. I would add to the list of the Aritzia and other stories, Reformation, some other websites that you can't really shop them in person all the time. Um, I saw so many fun like patterns added with gold, added with neck um, detail. I love like a, I've always loved a Peter Pan collar, but I love like a front bow, something that hangs, something that ties. That is a really cool way to do that elevated casual, like Taisha says, um, you know, simply tuck that into maybe a pair of your leather pants, do a skirt. Matching sets are never, ever not going to be on a list of mine for a new season approaching. Um, so I'm ready. I'm ready to embrace it. I'm ready to show you the sneaks. I'm ready for things to cool down. The switch is approaching. The switch is approaching. The switch is approaching and this episode is approaching the end i will see you next tuesday thank you so much for all of your support and enthusiasm voting in the polls telling the buttonista what you want to hear i want to hear and see you subscribe to the podcast just click the button on apple or spotify don't miss an episode every goddamn tuesday I'll see you next week, girls. I'll be 28. Oh, my God.